You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woohoo! And, uh... It's just, we're... I feel like we're missing somebody. Yeah. You know, it's really nice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, just the two of us. Yeah, just... Ch- Chase is holding down the fort at the store. Yep. Right now, and so, uh, yeah, it's just us. Um, so as I was thinking about it, as I was leaving uh, my house to come here... The sun was shining, and mm. I've got two and a half feet of snow on the ground at my house. But and what's the high at your house? Because it's 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 cold. It looks warm. It feels warm, but it's not. It's actually thirties. Yeah, thirties. I think when I left, you know, yesterday was a bit warmer than it has been today. I think we're probably mid to upper thirties up there. Um, but but down on this side of the mountain, I mean, we're in the high forties, low fifties. No, I think Aren't it, we? No, I think it's 30s. It just feels warmer because the sun's out, which is kind of weird. But uh, it says 46 in oh, it does? right now. Okay, you're right. High of 48 today. So yesterday when I was driving, uh, it was like 48 degrees or something. At least the car said it was 48 degrees. You know what's funny is Salt Lake says 36. Really? And I switched to Ogden and it says 47. Huh. Yeah, suckers. I think my my uh, weather app was got bumped to Salt Lake, and for whatever reason, it's about ten degrees colder down there, which is weird because hmm. it's not like it's that far away. My weather app says forty eight in Salt Lake. Yeah, and it says today a high of fifty one here, fifty five, fifty three. So we're moving into these. Oops, um, some higher temperatures. I know in. Um, St. Patrick's Day parade is middle of the month always. In Salt Lake, and you can go down to the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and I've worn shorts and a t-shirt down there with like a wind jacket, and I've also bundled up with like everything I own, and still got cold during the St. Patrick's Day Parade. So it's it can do either or in in March in Utah, right? But you were going to say it's a good time to go do some get up uh, in the excursions, yeah. yeah, yeah. So years ago, um, a friend and I. Took some snowmobiles into the Big Sandy Trailhead in the Wind Rivers. So we had to, we drove as far as we could until we got stuck in the snow. And then we unloaded the snowmobiles and went the rest of the way to the trailhead. And uh, and then we jumped on our skis and we skinned into the Cirque of the Towers. So that was in end of March. And um, that sounds awesome. It was awesome. It was great. It took us, at, we got in. Whose sleds were they? Some neighbors. They'll never let us borrow them again. <laughs> so what happened is we, we, um, that's not good. Yeah. We drove in until like there was a big five foot snow drift over the road. Like, okay, this is where we, where we can't go any further. Yeah. 
took the snowmobiles off and we snowmobiled up the road and everything was covered in snow for the most part, or at least we could, we could stay on snow. Well, we were in there for five days and then we came back out, jumped on the snowmobiles and like a mile of road had melted out in those, in those five oh. days. <laughs> and so we're like snowmobiling oh. on dirt road. Um, I mean, like we would stop every, well, that's not recommended. No, yeah, we'd stop every like quarter mile and, and run off and find some snow and throw it in the track to like lubricate the track and oh, stuff man. like that. And, and stuff, but when all of a sudden done, like the skis and, and stuff were, were a bit beat up. So yeah, it wasn't ideal. And, uh, I apologized profusely for the to the neighbor and he's like well that's why i gave you my crappy ones (laughs) (laughs) like okay good yeah so um he he didn't he wasn't mad or anything like that but i felt bad anyway so we did that uh end of march and uh we were going in looking for ice to climb we thought we'd Mm. go in and climb some ice but it was it was too early like it was so cold up there all winter long that there wasn't like the thaw freeze cycle to really and this was create ice. middle march early march into march into, into march oh, yeah wow. and so um we were just finally starting to get to those days where the highs were above freezing and then the lows were were below freezing so we're starting to get some ice so we found one um goalie of ice with like just one pitch of ice we climbed the climbed the goalie got to like one pitch of probably ai4 like alpine ice four ice for 130 feet or so and then we were back on snow <laughs> and and so we climbed that but then we ended up like we couldn't find any other ice to climb so we ended up climbing rock we just did a bunch of rock climbing in our mountaineering boots and it was awesome because the we we climbed pingora which is uh kind of a fair a fairly famous um rock face i guess a dome for uh in the wind rivers anyway we climbed pingora and the face that we were climbing on was south facing and so the sun would hit it all day and so we we get up there and we're in our mountaineering boots and got our cold weather stuff if we need it we get on that rock face and the rock is warm and the sun's just kind of baking off the rock and it was like heaven it was so nice it was like 60 degrees probably 65 degrees on that rock and then i don't know 35 degrees everywhere else but on that rock we were just climbing in short sleeves and well, maybe we had like long sleeves on but yeah rock climbing in the middle of winter what it felt like the middle of winter on just this epic route and uh yeah we summited the mountain came back down and then did some skiing in the cirque it was cool it's wild when <laughs> um you know, here in town, it feels like spring. And then Saturday, I went up to Brighton, Utah to MC the powder keg, and it was a blizzard on the drive up there. And it was a blizzard the entire time I was MCing. And it was a blizzard halfway down, back down the canyon. But when you're up there, and there's people who live up there at the top, it's full-on winter. Like there's no, there's no sense of spring is coming, you know, it just feels total winter and you get down into the valley and it's like sun's out, you know, high, high, low forties, high forties, somewhere around there. And you're like, Hey, spring's around the corner. Right. And it's just right up the mountain. It feels like full on winter, (laughs) Yeah, which is crazy how that elevation change can do that. Yeah. Yeah. While we were in 
the Wind Rivers. That we had that one awesome day of climbing, and it felt like it felt like spring. It was so good. Uh, the next day, uh, so we were looking for ice. We couldn't find ice. We ended up going and climbing um, this rock route. And uh, on the on our way down, skiing back to camp, we saw some ice. So then the next day, we went up and climbed the ice. And came back down, and then the next day we were just trying to figure out something to do, and a storm came in, and so we just ended up hanging out at camp and in the tent mostly. But it was like two nice spring days in a row, climbing rock, climbing ice, and it was awesome. And then a winter storm, and it was like okay, full on winter again. Um, but it was such a fun trip because, and then we hiked out. The day that we hiked out, um, it was just perfect conditions. I mean. 40 degrees and sunny but when you're hiking on snow 40 degrees feels really warm when you say hiking you guys are skinning in yeah skinning yeah yes yeah. yeah, so we were hiking back out and on our skis and um i mean it felt warm because that the sun off the snow and stuff can feel pretty warm so i mean it felt like spring it was so cool and we were the only ones back there like not a not a single person yeah. within 100 no one else is probably. crazy and uh, it was just a good trip. And I've done a few of those types of trips about this time of year where you get to enjoy kind of the benefits of the winter and the benefits of the spring um, with a little bit of the wildness of the some random winter storms. So do you, is, are they considered winter trips? I mean, I... My, like if you were to summit something, is that a winter summit in March? Yeah, my cutoff is March 21st, I guess. March 21st with the... <laughs> it's yeah. an early spring summit, I guess. Uh, technically, but yeah, I mean, it was still winter conditions. Um, yeah, it was just... Because it's not January where it's right freezing cold. Yeah. We went in to try to summit Gannett Peak in the Wind Rivers a few years back in January. And it was like negative five degrees while we were hiking. That was not so <laughs> fun. That wasn't as good. Uh, so oh, really? I, I, I suggest like end of March, early April, or or later over January. But uh, Well, the reason I ask is because when I was at the outdoor program and I didn't really understand what, what the hell I was doing, I, as a trip leader, yeah, even, which yeah. is a great idea, uh, <laughs> put together a winter, but it was in March, uh, summit of King's Peak. Yeah. And so I didn't know if that would count if it was in the middle of March as winter oh, yeah. summit. Yeah, of, I count it. King's winter Peak. conditions yeah so. i didn't make it by the way it was, it was a failed effort but uh, a couple things you should look this stuff up before you go actually <laughs> probably do it before you take people um they close the road like three four five miles down from where you normally park right so you got to start your skin <laughs> right wait and you don't skin as fast as you hike right so it's much slower haul and we made it in you know where um, Elkhorn Crossing is? Mm -hmm. About there, um, before we set up camp, and it felt like we'd skinned for days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh my god, we're we were all wasted. Um, but it was a beautiful, like you said, the sun's out, um, and the but it was colder on the way in, and there was a storm coming in um, the next day, and so. We, I think, I think what happened was in the parking lot. We were going to see if we could, if we could get far in, then we were going to do a quick summit on day two and then hike out. 
but because we didn't make it very far in, I mean, Elkhorn's still a ways away from the destination there. Um, we were like, yeah, we didn't make it far enough. We're going to have to just bail on the summit attempt and hike out, which it took us all day to hike out because the sun came up. It's a beautiful spring day, you would think, but it does something to the snow where you don't get purchase. Right. And so we couldn't travel at all. Like it was terrible. You would, (laughs) it was terrible. And you would go, you'd go from these weird, like, it's also hard when it's sort of rolling because you can't put skins on and then you, you can't get traction. So then you find a little hill and you're trying to like scooch up this hill with no skins on and I'm on a split board and it was, it took all day. It took, <laughs> it was terrible. Plus we had super heavy packs on cause it's winter camping. Right. Uh, it was fun. I remember, I remember the trip fondly, but I remember it also being an epic disaster and, <laughs> and it being very difficult physically yeah. to, to do. It was really, really hard. Um, and then I remember I would, if you look on there, there's a cross country group that summits it every year yeah they, they do it in a, a push yeah so i think that what that's the key you need light lightweight light cross-country fit. skis to do that particular trek yeah get it done in 24 hours so mark uh my our partner our business partner he um he did king's peak with a group of guys three or four f- four well it would have been about five years ago actually um, and I'm trying to think of, I guess it would have been early March when that happened because I, I didn't go or mid March, I guess I didn't go because my daughter was about to be born. Mm. And, uh, so I was planning on going and then I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't go. And I'm glad I didn't cause she was born the day that they were coming back. Yeah. That, w- like that. that would suck. And so, yeah, I, I mean, that would have been scary to miss my scary to face my wife after missing my daughters but also <laughs> i would have been sad of course um but they they hiked in camped by dollar lake and then summited the next day and and all the way out mm-hmm. so to the summit and all the way out the next day and um every, which is a trek in the summer right yeah everybody i talked to from that trip said including will calton one of our our friends who summited everest who's who's like hardcore, um, and, and many other people who are very in very good shape, they all said that might have been one of the hardest things I've ever done. I wonder Just why. So I wonder exhausting. why. Just the distance and the elevation? I mean, you basically start at 10,000. Yeah, I think probably the distance. Also, I think the ski conditions weren't, weren't ideal, like there were deeper snow and some other things. Um, I heard Will say that he just, he took too much stuff. He had too mm-hmm. heavy of too much gear. Um, but yeah, most about, uh, two or three of the, the fittest guys is a group of like eight of them, like three of the guys summited and then the others didn't. Now on Kings Peak in March, it's Kings Peak is an interesting mountain because it's so rocky at the top and, I'm wondering, does the wind blow all the snow off? Yep. So it's still, you don't really have to worry about rock. it. Yeah. So it's still rocky. Yeah. Um, in so fact, you don't need crampons. You just do like mm-hmm. I don't know boots or something. Yeah. So my father-in-law or Mark, uh, who happens to be my father-in-law and our business partner, <laughs> yeah. um, he skinned in on with some Dinafit touring boots and hiked to the summit and 
I mean, these were fairly new boots and they came back looking well, well used because they were scraped all over the place. And he said, yeah, it was very rocky going up to the summit. Um, he just hiked it in normal boots. So, um, that was, yeah, mid-March, like ski I boots. guess. Yeah, ski boots. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so, th- those rocks are sketchy to do that. Yeah. Huh. Good job, Mark. But they, um, yeah, they said they had a great time, but it was exhausting. Um, so, I mean, March isn't always great, not yes. always great weather, but um, my experience in March, uh, I I tried to do King's Peak in a day, and it was on New Year's Day. Was it New Year's Day? It was right around there anyway. It was it was in the week between Christmas and New Year's, I think. And uh, we, me and my wife, my father-in-law, and a couple other people tried to hike King's Peak in a day. And it was negative 20 degrees at the truck when we when we started hiking. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it was it was rough. How far did so, you make it? So we made it to about Elkhorn Crossing yeah. and turned around and came back out. Um, we would have gone further, I think, although I don't think any of us would have were close to prepared to make it to the summit and back um, in that those types of temperatures. But um, one of the guys that w- was with us, he he had good gear, um, but he wasn't feeling that great. We probably hiked too fast for his fitness level. Um, although, I mean, he was in good shape. He just, like, our pace was a little faster. Our comfortable pace was a little faster than his. Um, he was a little shorter, shorter legs. He hadn't skinned, done a lot of time, spent a lot of time skinning. He's a really strong hiker. He does a lot of hunting. Like, he can hike all day with a heavy pack and stuff, but uh, never skinned, really, and so that was a new thing. He had some blisters and other stuff. But he tr- he pushed it harder than he should have to try to keep up with us, and we didn't know he was having a hard time keeping up. And so he was working hard, getting sweaty. Mm-hmm. It's negative 20 degrees out. And then we stopped for a break, and he said, uh, <laughs> like, I am really not feeling well and so that's so scary because you're way back there right he put on a warm jacket uh his warm like synthetic insulated jacket and started hiking in that and then he got even sweatier and so then he was like i'm not feeling good i'm and he was acting really kind of messed up hypothermic and stuff like Mm. that and so i ended up turning around with him uh and we started hiking back to the car early and um he he was acting really messed up for about an hour, hour and a half, and I was like dehydration, elevation, yeah, probably overexertion, I guess, probably yeah. all of the above plus some. That's um, scary, hypothermia. Man. So yeah, we I gave him some of my gear. We got him some food, some water. Um, just kind of took it real easy on the way out, and then after about an hour, hour and a half hiking out, he started to recover, started mm-hmm. feeling better, and then we made it back to the truck. The other group kept going, and they got to Elkhorn Crossing and turned around and came back. But, yeah, it was cold, and when I've got a picture of my wife getting back to the truck, she's got her, like, a balaclava kind of around her around her face, so just her face is showing some goggles on. Um, her a synthetic insulated jacket on, then her down jacket over the top of that. Jeez. And everything around her face is iced up. And her hair, uh, like little strands of hair kind of sticking out from under the thing. And they're just like solid ice. Neg 20 is no joke. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was cold. 
but it was a cool experience. Like I've never, never been out in those temperatures for an extended period of time. No, and I couldn't imagine sleeping in those temps. Yeah, tent. yeah, yeah. So it been wild. When I was prepping to do the winter March Kings Peak trek, uh, there was a, a friend who it was while, it was a while back when Facebook was early on in Facebook, and you actually saw what people posted. Um, <laughs> had had tried it and failed, and he was doing it solo and pulling a sled and he posted like his failure he po- he talked about it and stuff and so i got a his name was i think it was levi levi kepsel yeah know him, levi? Uh-huh. yeah so i worked with him i got a hold of him and uh to see you know what how come he didn't make it essentially i'm like hey what would you do wrong what what could we do better and he he basically said it was the temperatures he said it's it was so cold where where was it that he was gone king speak he tried to do a solo king's peak and like he was pulling a sled and Mm. and everything and then he ended up bailing uh and this was people weren't really doing that a whole lot yeah 10 years ago so yeah he and he was a pretty tough guy he i mean he guided on denali and some other stuff for for a few years he's a pretty i worked with him at canyon sports years ago Mm. that's where i met him and he's a cool guy um Yeah, it's it that winter stuff is kind of crazy. But I think the point of this episode is we want to encourage people if you want to kind of get out, if you're if you're really antsy to get out and have an adventure, you can still do it right now for like, winter, winter conditions. Yeah, winter conditions yeah. in March. In fact, I think right now is kind of the ideal. You still you still have to prepare for winter conditions cuz you'll get them. But when the weather's nice, it's really quite comfortable. What about nice temperatures for hiking? You mentioned you were going to look for ice. What about ice at lower elevations and stuff? Where, because yeah. is it is it melted out locally and stuff now, or is it still in? No, that it's still in. Like mm-hmm. Malin's waterfall's still in. Um, Willard waterfall's still in. So we've probably still got a um, at least a few weeks of ice climbing before Willard is melted out and. You start really running into problems when um, when we start having nights that don't freeze. That's when the ice melts very quickly. Yeah. And so uh, we're still getting cold, freezing nights, and, and, yeah, the ice is still good for climbing. Um, but when the ice melts out here and it's no longer good at lower elevations, there's still ice at higher elevations to climb, so that's kind of cool. You just have to work for it more. But the great great thing about going in the backcountry right now is the only people back there is nobody <laughs> because nobody yeah. nobody backcountry backcountry yeah. yeah nobody wants to do the work to get out not there. like the backcountry that's right behind ogden or salt lake that's right. very busy yes. yeah but like if you're if you're willing to hike into the uenas or you're willing to go into the wind rivers or or some of those places you just won't see anybody if you go past where the snowmobiles are allowed to go you just won't see anyone, and it's pretty awesome. You get the whole backcountry to yourself, so pretty sweet. Yeah, cool. Um, so uh, maybe on one of these next episodes, we could talk about some of the gear. That just you funny because you're actually going south this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great time to go hit the mountain. Yeah, right. See you in St. George. <laughs> I'm going north. It's <laughs> 75 and sunny. Yeah, we're going to Moab. Um, Moab. That's right. Yeah, going to Moab leaving uh not tomorrow but the next day actually probably if you're listening to it to this episode today we are headed down right now 
Mm. Um, but yeah, we're going on Thursday, and then uh, and then in a few weeks we're heading down to St. George. So <clears throat> my wife and I, uh, my, I've mentioned in past episodes, we've got some mountain bikes, and we're really really excited to use them. Um, but we just got some new bike helmets yesterday that that we're psyched on. Really, what'd you go with? Um, we got Pock, yeah, um, helmets. So I don't know the model names, but uh, they're kind of funky names. <clears throat> but I tried it on, man, it fits like a glove. And I told, <laughs> I was with my little five-year-old daughter, and I put it on, and she says, "Does it fit?" And I said, "Oh yeah, it fits like a glove." And she said, "But it's a helmet." <laughs> she didn't understand, but yeah, um, yeah, it's dad. It's not, no, a it's not a glove, it's a Dad. It's a helmet. Uh, so it fits like a helmet, but a very good fitting helmet. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Anyway, uh, next week I'll have some, I'll have some things to report on as far as our trip down there and uh, and the trails that we ride and some of that stuff. So cool. All righty, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and also tell your friends. And uh, go to gear30.com, that's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. Right now, we've got our spring clearance clearance going on, clearance. our winter clearance going on. Yep. Because we're starting to transition in the store, starting to think about the warmer weather, so we're making room for the new gear. And I have a pro tip for, which I just noticed, we just sold a Hilleberg. Oh, yeah. If you want a Hilleberg, buy it now. Yeah. They're not sending any new for another year. Really? Year to year and a half. We can, um, what's called when you get a special order on the fly or whatever? Yeah, drop uh, ship? No. No. no uh, we just call them and place an order. We can call and maybe do like a special order for one or two. And if they have it, they will send it. But we can't place an order order. Wow. Because COVID and Holy production cow. is so backed up. So we have what we have in the shop. And if that's something you want to get, uh, they will, it'll be like, it'll be like the mountain bikes. It'll be like the RVs. The t- some of the tent manufacturers are going to be super slim this year. Wow. So jump on the, uh, the Hillebergs if that's what you're in- interested in now. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely encourage you to, if you want to get in the wind in the outdoors this time of year, a Hillaberg is a good investment. When we went into the wind rivers, I had a Stevenson warm light tent, which was a great tent. But my wife, she... She doesn't refuse to use the Stevenson warm light. She just doesn't like it that much because it gets more condensation and it's not as tall. Mm. But that Hilleberg, that thing's like a, that's, that's it's a, like a house five, in the back five, five, Yeah, five star hotel <laughs> in the backcountry. It's it's sweet. No condensation is, issues. It's comfortable. It's roomy. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you. Woo woo.